You are Locked On Pelicans, your daily podcast on the New Orleans Pelicans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to another edition of Locked On Pelicans, the daily podcast covering your favorite team, the New Orleans Pelicans in NBA as a whole, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day, available on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, Himalaya, literally wherever you can get a podcast, Locked On Pelicans is there. I'm your host, Pelicans Insider, credential member of the media and editor over at LockedOnPelicans.com, Jake Madison, at NOLA, Jake on Twitter. Here with you all on this Monday, an actual game day here for your New Orleans Pelicans as they take on the Atlanta Hawks in preseason game number one. We'll get to that in the third segment, what to watch for in preseason, how they're going to be using preseason to start to evaluate and maybe predict this team a little bit. Before we get to that, though, we're going to talk about the open practice that went on over the weekend we'll talk about what we saw from that it's tough to take some things away when guys aren't really trying but at least it was fun and I'll talk to you guys about what I saw before the practice opened to the public when the Pelicans were running through their drills going through an actual practice so a lot to talk about in today's edition of Locked on Pelicans So the Pelicans' annual open practice was this past Saturday from 6 to 7 at the Smoothie King Center, and it drew at least 10,000 people. By the time the scrimmage got underway, the lower bowl was completely full, with more piling into the upper bowl, the balcony as well. Very impressive. Talked to some people who said they had been there since 12, coming in from Biloxi, another group who had been there since 2 o'clock from Laplace, to stand in line to be the first people in the arena for everyone to kind of get their first look at Zion Williamson, Jackson Hayes, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, all the guys from the Lakers trade, basically the revamped roster that only has six holdovers from last season. There are a lot of new faces here right now in the city and fans really wanted to take a look, but Zion was the main draw. We knew that. And if I may shamelessly self-promote, even though you guys who listen to the podcast regularly already know, I was on the call for the game since it was live broadcast on all of their social media channels. You can catch a replay of it on YouTube if you were there and you want to hear what I was saying, my first color commentary role ever, which was pretty fun to do. And that was just a fun fan event. It was even more fun with the rookies having to do the annual singing. And with so many young guys on the team, the three rookies that were drafted in the first round, you've got two guys on two-way contracts uh, with Zylan Chatham and Josh Gray, plus the other just training camp bodies they have in here that are rookies. You got a lot of singing and that was fun. Nikhil Alexander-Walker stole the show with that with actually being prepared uh, and knowing the lyrics and getting into it with his dance moves and everything as well. We were all laughing. It was a lot of fun. It's just a good overall fan event. Now, it was supposed to be a scrimmage from 6 to 7, and that was what was going to be open to the public, but things did get on uh, started early on in that, and it was more or less an open practice, the second half being a scrimmage, and it went from 5 to 7. We'll talk about what went on from 5 to 6, and then, you know, 4 and earlier I got to see some of as well uh, that you didn't get to see unless you showed up really early, and some of it you didn't, and that's going to be really interesting to talk about because you can really see how they're trying to coach this defense defense, how they're trying to coach the offense, and I'll talk more about that coming up in the next segment. But we're here to talk about the open practice right now, which is a little tough to take a lot away from. They were not playing almost any defense out there unless there was an easy chance to grab a steal or an easy block to go and try and chase. And with that in mind, 
eh, what can you really read into this? You saw Lonzo Ball shoot and make a three early on, but then you saw his form kind of start to fall apart after he'd been retooling that and trying to relearn it. His, his right arm started to drift to his left side of the body that I've talked about a lot here. Not great, and his form kind of, you know, with that didn't go great for him in kind of the second and third quarters that they played, I guess thirds. There was three 12-minute periods here. You saw Zion Williamson make a three showing, you know, a more elevation on his jumper. The ball didn't come out flat. If he can space the court a little bit that way too, that's going to be real cool. One of the big takeaways that I think was evident out there was the connection and the chemistry between Lonzo Ball and uh, Zion Williamson here because you could see right away Lonzo knew where to get Zion the ball, how to get Zion the ball, and it's Zion Williamson. It's not really hard to get him the ball. You just throw it up. He can probably go up and get it no matter where you put it, but there was a bit of a connection between those guys as well. You even saw the reverse of it with Zion Williamson throwing a lob to Lonzo Ball who finished not as a dunk but as a layup, but still very cool to see the reversal of that, but those are two guys that if they develop some chemistry early on in the season should have a lot of success in a variety of ways whether it's the pick and roll whether it's maybe a pick and pop with what we saw with Zion and that jumper or if it's just frankly lobbing the ball up to him from the three-point line and letting him go and get it and throwing it down. You saw a bit of a mid-range game from Jackson Hayes in this, more of like a light touch. Qu not quite a floater, but kind of a floater. It was nice to see him just do something away from the basket. It was uncertain if he was going to be playing in the scrimmage. He had been kind of ruled out, but it looked like he was okay to go. I think fans really enjoyed seeing him in that. One of the more interesting battles, if you want to call it, in the open practice. Again, don't read too much into this. I've seen articles and different things written about the play on the court and big takeaways everyone's gonna look good in this because they're not playing defense and it's more just designed to let fans have fun with the players hence all the 360 dunks and other things that you saw that probably isn't going to be the case in the game tonight against the Atlanta Hawks but Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Frank Jackson really had an opportunity to try and impress in this. They were both a little bit inconsistent, I think. still think that Frank Jackson is going to have the edge when it comes to kind of grabbing minutes. We'll talk about that more in the third segment when we kind of look ahead to preseason and what we're expecting to see from there. Another guy who kind of impressed in this, and again, the you know usual asterisks here on it, was Josh Gray on a two-way contract guard from LSU. Has some very good quickness and was really willing to push the pace in in transition, something that you saw the Pelicans do overall, which is what their coach to do and what they want to do as well. And frankly, anyone when they grabbed a defensive board just went up and ran the court, whether it was Zion Williamson taking the ball up, whether it was Jackson Hayes grabbing the ball, immediately finding the outlet pass rather than dribble, dribble, dribble things uh, till things settled down. Overall, they wanted to get up the court and get into their half-court set if they were in half-court and find a shot quickly. There were multiple possessions that took 10 seconds or less that were not transition opportunities, but they also wanted to get out in transition. And a guy you saw do that incredibly well, who might have been the best player out there overall if you're looking for anything that might translate to an actual NBA game, was Nicolo Melli. This is our first opportunity to see him in any sort of action, 
And you saw it. He hit a couple of threes. He moved the ball well. He set solid screens. He stayed level with the ball when working off ball to be that outlet guy, making for an easier outlet pass to be open in case the defense collapsed on the ball handler. He rebounded well. Overall, he looked and moved like an NBA player and like his game should translate pretty well given the different style that international basketball is compared to the NBA. Zion, of course, did a couple of Zion things out there, those oohs and ahs moments that the team has talked about that he does in practice. If you don't box him out right away, that dude is going to grab tons and tons of rebounds. His instincts for the timing of a rebound, when to start his jump so that he's the highest man and has the best opportunity to grab it, looks a little bit like prime Kevin Love. And that dude was a beast of a rebounder. And with just a little bit of space, he can either get around you or go over you to get that ball. Very, very excited to see him play in some real NBA action tonight. But again, this was an open practice. It was more about having fun, some fun dunks, just getting the team excited and the fans excited about what's to come. A nice little moment. Don't read too much into it, but you should have enjoyed it if you were there or if you're listening to the call on the live stream. So we'll touch on what you didn't see before the open practice started, but why you should get really excited about the defensive potential of this team and what Jeff Bizdelic is doing with this group of guys. But before we get to that, today's edition of Locked On Pelicans brought to you by Indochino. Indochino is the world's largest made-to-measure menswear brand. Start your style upgrade now with $30 off your total purchase of $3.99 or more at Indochino.com when entering Locked On at checkout. So the open practice was fun and was a great event for fans, but it was not a way to evaluate this team to really get a sense of how good they could be or anything to kind of read into for tonight's preseason tilt against Atlanta. It was the stuff that went on before the scrimmage, which maybe shed some insight into what this team is drilling into, what their focus is on right now, and that's because they went through an actual practice before the scrimmage. They are still in training camp, heading into that open practice with that kind of ending it. The team was off on Sunday, flying to Atlanta, but they still wanted to get a couple of things before you start to hit the grind of games and then having a practice here and there, but more or less just walkthroughs. The time to get ready for the season was this past week, and you could certainly see it. One of the drills that I first noticed the team was doing was a defensive drill with Jeff Bizdelic running the show, and boy, was he heated at times hammering these defensive principles home to these guys. You heard at Media Day David Griffin talk about how he was so excited to add Bizdelic to this team and to the coaching staff because they were looking for a coach that's a good teacher of defensive principles. Jeff Bizdelic fits it, and they said if they could create a coach that would fit exactly what they wanted to do, it's Jeff Bizdelic. Well, he's here, and he was certainly hammering that home. This is not a team that's going to switch on everything like they used to anymore. They're going to go around screens, under screens, above screens, try and fight through them depending on the guy too. And you need to kind of train your team, teach your team, coach your team on when to switch, when not to switch, and a lot of these defensive principles. So one of the drills they were running involved a lot of the assistant coaches simply just moving the ball around. It was five on five, five players, five assistant coaches. The coaches were just passing, driving, running pick and rolls. They were not shooting, and it was on the defense to try and stop the penetration, 
keep them away from the basket, and they just kept going and going and going. You saw these players working up a sweat as this went on for 10 to 15 minutes, basically without stopping. One, it's going to help these players get in game shape, which is going to be really important for the preseason and what this team wants to do, but also because, well, you've got to get these new principles down because this is a lot of new faces they're integrating. They're changing the scheme from last year. This is really important. When there was a blown defensive assignment or something like that, they stopped it. Jeff Bizdelic yelled and then tried to hammer home exactly what it is that he wanted change. And it was intense. And you could see things get better as that drill went on. Another one they did was working on transition and how to get out and run in transition, trying to simulate turnovers on the perimeter. And who's the guy who's supposed to leak out if the ball is turned over? It's the guy on the opposite side of the court from where the turnover is that needs to start running to try and get a head start and get into transition. Transition. I threw the number out there on the broadcast that the Pelicans ran basically 18% of their offense in transition last year. That was good for eighth best in the league. That's not one or two, which the Pelicans want to be. They led the or they were second in the league in pace. But they weren't particularly good even at scoring in transition, ranking 12th in efficiency. You've got to get better than that if you're going to run as much as they do. And this is to really help set those principles of don't just ball watch. If there's a turnover, you need to get up and move and get down the court. So all of a sudden, you'd see them kind of pass the ball out of bounds. A new ball would come in. And it was to kind of simulate that live ball turnover. And then who goes? And it was when the coaches could kind of call what happened that the guy would start to run. So you didn't know when that turnover was going to happen in this possession, but it's to teach you how to kind of guess react to it in the moment, get out and run. Those are two of the big drills that the team was doing going into the open practice, I think. And that gives you maybe more of an insight on really the style of ball that they want to play, some of the things that they're working on, because these both both sides of it, you know, their offense is very much dictated by the defense. If you don't get stops, you're not going to be able to get out and run nearly as much as if you can force a turnover or grab a defensive board so the defense leads to offense and the pelicans were working on both of those prior to that open scrimmage starting so preseason starts tonight we'll talk about what that means for your new orleans pelicans here in just a moment but before we get to that don't forget subscribe to the locked on pelicans podcast here monday through friday for you all breaking down everything you want to know about this team you're excited i'm excited your friends are excited never miss an episode stay up to date with zion and the group by subscribing to the locked on pelicans podcast wherever you get your podcast from so preseason starts tonight for your New Orleans Pelicans traveling to Atlanta to take on the Hawks. I think it's a 6.30 central tip. It should be on pelicans.com. I don't know if it's going to be on TV or on Fox Sports, but basically there are ways to watch this game should you want to, and you should because this is going to be the first opportunity to really see Zion Williamson in action along with Nikhil Alexander-Walker, Jackson Hayes, Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Josh Hart as well, and there's a lot riding for a couple of these guys in preseason. I'm not going to break this game down. We don't need to really read that much into a, of a preview for a preseason game where you're likely not going to see guys get full allotments of minutes. You're not going to see the true rotation the Pelicans want to do. They're still figuring a lot of things out. But there's a couple of things this team really does need to work on and a couple of positional battles that you need to see who really steps forward. So there is some stuff at stake. And we talked about it earlier in last week when we looked at uh, training camp and some of the 
things that's going on there. You've got the battle between Nikhil Alexander-Walker and Frank Jackson for that backup-ish point guard spot. Who's going to run the offense when Lonzo Ball's not in there or when Drew Holiday's not in there and when, you know, Drew's not running the offense too because he's going to be playing off the ball and at the two-guard spot a lot. And there's minutes to be had there for somebody. Nikhil Alexander-Walker certainly acts and thinks like they are his, but he's a rookie coming in. You've got Frank Jackson who's been around the team for a while now, but is he more of a scorer than a facilitator as we saw in uh, Summer League with him putting up 30 points in three quarters? There's pros and cons to both of that, and maybe is there a way for them to kind of split the duties of everything either? So these guys playing exceptionally well, one of them and one of them kind of standing out versus the other one is a big battle to watch throughout preseason to evaluate their play. It kind of falls on that backup center spot too. Is it Jaleel Okafor, who's the natural guy that you would assume would take maybe those backup five minutes? Or does someone like Jackson Hayes kind of uh, show up a little bit and surprise you even though they were planning on redshirting him this year? How many times are is this team going to try and run too? That's the other thing you've got to look at. Are they going to try and push the pace and push in transition in every possession? And you saw it after the in during sorry during the open scrimmage the quick inbounds after a made bucket and they ran they were not slow in taking the ball up the court which means they're still playing with pace if not in transition but you could also maybe create semi-transition opportunities with that are they going to push it that much which is all the talk from pre uh, or about preseason and training camp and can these guys keep up with that I don't want to say Zion looks sluggish at the end of the open practice. They had also gone through an actual practice before that, but some of those guys looked a little bit winded, not at the best of their ability. Now, they weren't getting regular rest or other things like that either, but you know, the conditioning could be a factor. So these guys need to kind of get in game shape quicker than they might need to otherwise because you've got five games and then the regular season starts. You don't have time to go through long practices to get your conditioning in. It basically starts right now. And if you can get some of that game shapeness, to use a weird word and phrase, you can do it in preseason, but you're going to need to kind of get used to this, which is different than practice and everything else. So this is really important that these guys treat this as kind of a dress rehearsal and the actual thing and not just say, oh, it's the first preseason game. But other than that, we don't care about wins and losses in this. Atlanta's a fun young team to watch. Trey Young's going to be kind of exciting. Even if it's preseason, I'm excited to watch that team. So enjoy the game tonight, and we get to see our first real action of the season. So that's going to do it for this edition of Locked On Pelicans. Thank you all for listening. Don't forget, subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcast from. Leave a five-star review. Helps keep this free and five days a week for you all. And as always, I'm your host, Jake Madison, at Nola Jake on Twitter. I'll be back with you all tomorrow. 